ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Hello there, <laughs> all you little boys and girls out there. <laughs> and welcome to Nerds Collide, a podcast about all things geeky and possibly dorky. He is Travis. Hey. And I'm Justin. And together, we're just a couple Christmas elves. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I didn't know where you were going with it, but I knew you had something up your sleeve. It had. I, it came to me one second before recording. I was like, "Got it." <laughs> yeah, this episode is kind of like a. It's it's an extra special one because not only, I mean, it's our twentieth episode, which is a milestone. That's true. And then this is also going to be uh, our Christmas episode. Yep. Because uh, we won't be back until after the new year. So we yeah. figured we'd give you guys some Christmas talk right before. And, and you know you know what happens every year, right? Uh, every, on New Year's, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. You, know, you, have, you, have a little, you have a little drink? No, no. Oh. No, not, I mean, yeah, that, but. You get a little smooch? You know, no. No, oh. no, no. I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> Tell me what happens. Gosh darn it. <laughs> you know how people always like New Year. Oh new yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, so next year we're gonna next year is gonna be the start of our Airbud podcast. Um <laughs> Airbuds. Yeah, Air Buddies. Uh <laughs> New Year, new us. He's talking about the Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> film franchise boy there but extended universe <laughs> man dude i almost bought a 40 gallon tank the other day what <laughs> you, you didn't even fill the 29 right no okay so here's the thing um i, I actually pulled the 29 out of storage okay and because, you know, I just felt like if it sat in storage, I was just going to keep prolonging, you know, not that I'm in a rush or anything, but I wanted to get it out of storage and, and start doing something with it. So I got it and I painted the back, the back glass panel black. So it's going to have a black background. Okay. Um, I'm going to pretty much go with like an entire, just like everything blacked out and then the fish will pop. All black, everything. And I've really been going back and forth, like, for six months on what fish I want to put in there. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just going to do one single fancy goldfish. But that's when I was like, well, if I get a 40-gallon, then I, I... So I could put two of them in a 29, but that's kind of cramped. So I was like, man, if, if I could find a deal on a 40-gallon, I can get two of them. So I just started looking on Facebook. And I eventually found a guy. It was a good deal. He wanted, he wanted seventy five. I got him down to fifty, and I, I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it, but I was like, nah. <laughs> I like that's the reason. Nah. <laughs> no, it was literally like I wanted. I wanted to get it, and I still want to go get it, but I'm not because it the forty gallon. It's it's not a tall aquarium. It it's shorter with a lot of depth. Okay. And the place that I had picked out for it, it was just kinda it was gonna stick out kinda far. So 
I think I'm just going to wait until we get into a bigger place and then just jump right up to a 55. Damn. Yeah. So, but I got the 29 and I got the uh, background painted black, which I was really nervous about because the last time I tried to paint a background on the little 10 gallon, I completely botched it. But this time around, it, it came out really nice. Look at you. But yeah, man, I, 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 I almost had a 40 gallon. I almost had it. You're one of those people on a Facebook marketplace. Hey, talk you down to 50. All right. And then you just don't ever respond back. No, I did. I, I let him know. Like, okay. I, I was like, hey, man, you know, because he, he, his daughter had a hamster in there. Okay. And, and that's what he was using it for. Which is another reason, like, I was kind of concerned if, if the hamster had did any damage to that, to that silicone seal, and then I fill it up with water, and then, you know, I got a leak, which I'm, I'm sure would have been fine, but yeah, he, uh, he was like, all right, I'm going to clean it out in the morning for you, so <laughs> I make sure I text him that night, I'm like, hey, don't, don't, uh, don't worry about getting up and cleaning it out, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to come get it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so the, uh. The plan is to try to have the 29-gallon set up at least by February. Still got to get a lot of stuff for it. Now you're recorded saying that you're going to have it set up by February. And our, right, well, and our well, fans gotta... will hold you to that. But uh, other other big news, I got my Game Boy set up. Not my Game Boy, my GameCube set up. Oh, I was like, damn, you got a Game Boy? No. no got I got a GameCube? Yeah, so when I got the uh, the 29-gallon out of storage, I got the GameCube out of storage, and I set it up, plugged it all up, and I haven't turned it on. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't have You don't have to look at me and be disappointed. Uh, that You know what? I'm not even going to judge because I don't have my, my GameCube set up. I have my Wii, so I can play GameCube games, but... I did ask my fiancé earlier if she wanted to play a few rounds, but she she didn't want to. <clears throat> She's like, no, no. No. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> she, she didn't want to catch this L. <laughs> what were you going to play, Mario Kart? Yeah. <laughs> you trying to get double-dashed or no? <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, but um, other fish update. My uh, my beta fish is doing really well. Oh, nice. Yeah, his uh, I got his tank just about finished up. I, I added a few more, um, few more decorations, just artificial plants to give him more, cause they like a lot of shade. Okay. But yeah, he's doing great. I did. I did freak out a little bit earlier today because I, I de- I tested his water. Mm-hmm. I, I tested the water on both of my tanks, and uh, his tank did have some ammonia in it. Uh oh. Which, you know, it wasn't it wasn't high enough yet that it was gonna you know kill him. But I ran to the pet store and I got this um this stuff called ammo lock which basically just detoxifies whatever ammonia is in there. Okay. And then I took, to to add some bacteria into there, or to attempt to, I took the dirty filter out of the uh, the other tank. And oh, sque- that's interesting. And, I, and I, uh, I just stuck it in the water and squeezed it out and let all that dirty, nasty stuff get all over. 
Which I felt bad if the fish was in there. He's like, what the hell is going just, on? And I just unloaded all these other fish's shit in his tank. But uh, hopefully that'll uh, <laughs> that'll help. Man, I just got shit on. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> shit on your own son. How could you? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, in non also non Christmas news, I uh picked up Paper Mario for the game, the GomCube, uh, Thousand Year Door. How much did that run you? <sighs> Fucking eighty dollars, which That's like, a- which isn't you know, which isn't bad considering. Yeah, but, I was gonna say that doesn't sound so bad. But I was still like, man. This game is almost 20 years old. Why am I still paying? You had buyer's remorse? I don't have buyer's remorse because I did get a good deal for it. But it is just the fact that it's almost 20 years old and I spent $80 on it. It's just like, I don't I don't know. I hate I hate retro collecting prices. <laughs> yeah, they they got out of control. So it, it's I, I imagine it's complete, right? Yeah, it, so it's the player's choice edition, which is kind of annoying because um, it's got that yellow bar at the top. It's like player's choice. Why so it's kind of not aesthetically. That, I mean, I get it because, you know, it's like. It's it's a way to resell the game again. Yeah, but now that, you know, I don't, I don't want that on my shelf where it's just like, and this is my Paper Mario with this ugly yellow banner at the top of it. I already have a Wind Waker with that, and I'm like, I remember one time I was, because uh, my buddy owns a game store, I asked him if he wanted to trade <laughs> the the regular just plain banner for a mine with the yellow player's choice bar at the top. He's like, no. <laughs> you know what system is the worst for that? What? The PS3. Because the f- the first few years... Of the PlayStation 3, they had like that. It, It's like that Spider Man. Oh, yeah, font. yeah, 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 yeah. And then when the Slim came out, they went to just the black, you know, the black label, which majority of the games you'll find will be in that. Then you got the, the PlayStation hit to the greatest hits, that's the Red Box. And then there were a few releases right when the PlayStation 4 came out, where it was the PS3 box, but instead of the black labels, it was the blue labels to mimic the PlayStation 4. What the hell? Yeah, so you can... If you got a... You can have a hell of a mix-match mix <laughs> collection for PlayStation 3, and, and your shelf can just look like a mess. That's the same thing with, like, the Sega Genesis, too, because they had originally... um The original Sega Genesis kind of logos and art and you know details or whatever was kind of like a grid so on the side boxes i have a few so yeah like a few of them the original games are like just black cases and then like halfway through its life cycle they switch to like a red banner so so all the original that one's like kind of fine because all the original games are in the black but it is kind of annoying on the shelf where i'm like man y'all don't look the same <laughs> but your brothers <laughs> like stepbrothers <laughs> yeah. 
It is funny that Sony went with that Spider-Man font, though. Like, they owned, they owned the Spider-Man font, and they were like, fuck, man, we're going to have to use this for something else. Yeah, because, I mean, they, Spider, what was it? Spider-Man 3 was bundled in with it, right? In the was beginning. It? Yeah, there was definitely some Spider-Man bundles. PS3. Because you got to remember, at the time, the PlayStation 3 was the cheapest Blu-ray player you could get. True. Spider-Man bundle. Oh, yeah. Sony PlayStation 3, PS3, Spider-Man 3, launch edition. What is this shit? <laughs> yep, there it is. Told you so. <laughs> Look at you. I I was really heavy into the PlayStation 3. Yeah, wow. So the entire reason that it has this font is because they launched Spider-Man 3 with it. They're like, yo, we got Blu-rays now. <laughs> and the first one is the worst Spider-Man. I don't I don't remember much about that Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, or Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies, or... Spider-Man. Spider-Man, or, you know, whatever. The second one is really, really good. The first one's just kind of like, all right. The third one, though, is like they got little emo Toby or little emo Peter Parker dancing in the street, pointing at ladies. There's like so much going on. They got Venom. They got Spider-Man gets the black suit. Then it goes to uh, Eddie, Eddie Brock. And then they got Sandman in there. Then you got Harry Osborn trying to kill Peter. It's like way too much shit going on in there. And then they totally retcon something from the original film. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, they uh they reveal that, like, the Sandman was uh, the person who killed Uncle Ben. When obviously wasn't, because they showed the person. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't remember anything about that one. That one stinks. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, uh... Let's crank the holiday cheer up. Oh yeah, a little bit. Ho ho <laughs> ho! Yeah, man, we're gonna be talking about Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year, as a, a little fella named Bing Crosby said one time. As a, as, a, as a wise crooner once said, I don't even think that was Bing Crosby. Now that I think about it. <laughs> So what are we talking about to celebrate Christmas? It was Andy Williams. Sorry. Oh. Who sang It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year originally? Andy Williams. Get your facts straight, Justin, before you open your mouth. Like a wise vocalist <laughs> once said. Like a wise vocalist named Andy Williams once said, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Today we're going to be talking about two movies that are considered holiday classics. Home Alone. And Home Alone 2. You know who didn't consider them classics? Who? Oh. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> my mom told me this funny story a few years ago where it was... I was young. Was, I think I was like three or four. And she asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And uh, I said... Home Alone... Or sorry. I said Terminator 2 on VHS. And she was like, I'm not getting you a rated R. <laughs> movie for your birthday you're like four years old 
<laughs> so uh, what what else do you want? And I was like, Home Alone on VHS. <laughs> so I got Home Alone on VHS for my birthday. So I imagine you've seen this movie a, a ton. A million times. And actually, and watching it this time, I, I realized I hadn't watched it all the way through in like a really long time. I always caught it on TV or I always catch it on TV at certain parts. Actually, I do remember the last time I watched it all the way through. It was uh, almost 10 years ago. I went to like a screening at a, a theater. And I was really annoying because I knew all the... I was like quoting the movie in theater. And some guy in front of me got up and moved to a different section of the theater. <laughs> I was like, look. He, he was like, look what you did, you little You're jerk. You're a real pain in the ass, Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a disease. <laughs> I can't tell you when the last time I, I watched either one of these movies start to finish. It, I'm sort of like you. The, the times I did see it, somebody else put it on TV, and it was just, you know, it was on TV, and we wa- picked it up, like, in the middle or somewhere. And I would see bits and pieces of it here and there, but it, it's probably been, God, since I was a kid. Wow. That I probably watched this movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's never been, you know, when I, when, you know, when I want to have a little holiday cheer and I want to feel a little festive, I, I'm not running to Home Alone. What are you running to, Travis? Uh, for me, my favorite Christmas movie is The Grinch. The Jim Carrey Grinch? Yes. It's that that one precisely. That actually might be a top ten movie of all time of mine. Now that I think about it. You're a top ten, Mister <laughs> Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that movie's like damn near perfect. I never watched that movie all the way through until last year. I always watched like half of it and would be like, mm. "This." Last year was the first year that I truly did watch it and like appreciate it. I was like, eh, this I've had a, a kind of a wrong impression of this movie for a long time. I don't necessarily think it's a classic, but I am I was like I get it and I don't think it's bad anymore. <laughs> I I can understand that because that's kind of how I felt about Home Alone. Like I I knew it wasn't a bad movie. I just never really cared to watch it. I, I and I don't really have a good reason as to why. <laughs> Uh, that's I don't funny. know. Maybe maybe it's like <laughs> maybe it's like linked to some traumatic event that I've got deep down buried somewhere. <laughs> it is kind of like the last one of the last movies to be like an instant classic. You know what I mean? Like Elf is probably the most recent one to reach Love that Elf. status. Love Elf, and it happened during our lifetime too. So like. Maybe it's yeah. just kind of a thing where it, uh, you know, because it's so revered in that aspect, it kind of is a turn off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of my one of my Christmas classics. Uh, I would I've watched it way too many times, probably. And I know while I was watching Home Alone one, I was quoting the dialogue, even though, like I said, I hadn't watched it all the way through in like ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, so. So let's stick to Home Alone 1. Yeah, Home Alone 1. Okay, so, dude, when when I sat down to turn this on, like, I was 
dreading watching it. <laughs> I really was. Like, I had, if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> Honestly, but I was like, you know what? Justin watched all the Halloween movies. <laughs> I I can sit through Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. But I was not looking forward to it. Yeah, and the complete opposite on my end. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So, like I said, I never thought that Home Alone was a bad movie. I just, I don't know, I just kind of just was like, you know what, it's not for me. And that's that's how I thought it was going to be when I sat down to watch it. But boy, let me tell you, that's a damn good movie. I told you, Travis. I had a really good time watching it. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like I I've been struggling to kind of get in the holiday spirit this year, but that, that movie gave me the kick in the ass that I needed. <laughs> that mo- that movie is wonderful. You know what is a spe- you know what you know why that movie is especially good? Because it takes place in the Midwest and that's like the Midwest kick in the ass that you needed to be yeah. like, yo. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. <laughs> that movie has so many reoccurring jokes that I think are so funny. And like, okay, so the the plot of the burglars is like, whatever. Because like, that's just so absurd. But I genuinely think the writing of like the first 20 minutes of the movie is like beautiful. Because it sets up everything. It sets up the whole... Fu- family dynamics yeah all the characters even the ones that don't really talk are all fleshed out and like you you kind of like you you immediately understand like everyone's hierarchy in the family i did have one note that i wrote down i didn't write many notes i just wrote down a few things i didn't write anything down for the second one but i wrote a few things down for the first one so right there in the beginning when (laughs) when kevin uh pushes buzz in the kitchen and like they start fighting yeah, yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth <laughs> and it's uh uncle frank right yeah 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 uncle frank stands up and he's just like look what you did you little jerk <laughs> look what you did you little jerk well, now mind you i i haven't watched this movie in a very long time so i knew like the main parts of the movie but like there were there were a lot of bits and pieces in there that i didn't remember this was one of them <laughs> and i remember just sitting there like Man, someone ever talks to my kid like that, family or not. <laughs> we stepping we, outside. We ain't going on vacation. We going to jail. <laughs> Man, those those characters are so great. Yeah. In the first one. Because, like I said, like you said, you understand the hierarchy of the family. And, uh, like, anyone who has brothers can relate to their older brother <laughs> being a shit to them and you just not being able to take it anymore and being like, even though you were smaller than them and like, really you can't do much. You're just like, I'm going to just stand up to you because I'm tired of, uh, I'm just tired of you. Yeah. Also, side note, Buzz is the worst older brother of all time. <laughs> he comes around. <laughs> I don't think so. Honestly. <laughs> At the end, he's like, hey, man, you didn't burn down the house. And I'm just like, you didn't say. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm thinking more so in two he comes around. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 
But it is funny because the main character is Kevin, and like he's kind of just a little shit too. Like yeah. as as an adult, <laughs> I'm like this kid sucks. <laughs> yeah, just causing yeah. problems for everyone. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> Man, he's when he said, "I don't want to see you guys again for the rest of my whole life." To his mom, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> this little boy's gonna get it." Yeah. Everyone's so great in the first one. There's so many great lines. Like, uh, they're all basically in the beginning of the movie, too. Um, yeah. Uncle Frank with the look what you did, you little jerk. I love that line especially because he's, like, looking. or He's, like, <laughs> he's like cleaning up something. And then he, like, throws the napkin on the table and is, like, just so mad that he has to do anything that he yeah. just yells at the kid and then i also love his other brother uh who i cannot fucking remember his name at all but it's a uh, big pete from mm, adventures yeah, yeah. beating pete <laughs> kevin you're such a z's <laughs> so good man i need to know like <laughs> what kevin's parents did for a living <laughs> somebody made a meme because uh John Hurd, who played the father on or in Home Alone, was also in The Sopranos, and he he worked for Tony Soprano, and he like did something. It was like accounting or something. I've never mm-hmm. watched The Sopranos, so I don't know. But they made a meme where it was like, "Man, how does Peter McAllister afford this?" And then it shows him <laughs> in The Sopranos. And I think that's really funny. But yeah, they never mention it. What he does, um, obviously. He does something. <laughs> yeah, they're a loaded. lot of money because he's taking his Ye- his, yearly, his family, yearly vac- yeah, his extended vacations. family <laughs> on vacation. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know what else is funny about this movie is like the mom is like trying to get, uh, trying to get home to her son, and the rest of the family is just like, "Well, I hope she gets there." <laughs> They never really expand on like the dad and the is I mean they sorta expand on the siblings. But like yeah, it's but not they, they, it yeah, it doesn't come across as like everyone's in such a rush to get <laughs> home to Kevin except the mom. <laughs> right. Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, they kinda just shove the dad to the, to the side. And then at the end, when he just walks in, just like, oh, hey, Kevin. Yeah, so nonchalant. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, Kevin. And even his siblings are just like, oh, yeah, hey. Like, you have no idea what this kid just went through. Another thing I noticed is Kevin never locks the door. He, like, he only locks it I only from memory. I only saw him lock it one time. And that was when he came back from church and uh, was, like, implementing his battle plan. He, like, locked the door. But other when he, gets, when he yells in old man Marley's face, he just goes in the house, doesn't lock the door, and hides under the bed. I'm like, if you were real scared of this guy, he could just come in. What are you doing, Kevin? Yeah, there's a lot of things that really don't make sense. More so in the second one, but... <laughs> But I guess I guess to 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 shoot some bail, he he did hear hear that they said that they were gonna come back at nine o'clock. Yeah. So 
Yeah. But no, man, th- <laughs> this movie had me cracking up. <laughs> yeah, what were some of your uh, favorite parts? What were, what was making you laugh? Dude, I was laughing like the the entire scene with you know the robbers in the house and and Kevin just constantly having the upper hand. Like every time they got hit or you know fell or whatever, it, <laughs> I was just cracking up because like I said, it's it's been so long since I watched it. God, man, the worst one to me is when Marv, yeah, Marv, the taller one. Mm-hmm. When Marv goes in the open window and steps on the Christmas ornaments, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst, man. They they do get beat up a lot worse in the second one. <laughs> yeah, it is unreal. <laughs> they get fucked up in the second one. <laughs> Another thing in the beginning when, when the family's just on the plane and Kevin's mom, she says, don't you feel like a heel flying in first class and the kids in coach? That's literally the first time I've heard the term heel being used outside of anything referencing wrestling. Yeah. I found that interesting. That I didn't know, like, I didn't know people out outside of, like, people who watch wrestling use that term. Right. Yeah, it is interesting to look back, because that was a, a favorite movie of mine. So even when I, like, first got into wrestling and there was talk of, like, baby faces and heels, I was like... Like from Home Alone when the mom was talking. Mm. Man, Uncle Frank cracks me up. He is such a good character. When they're on the plane and he's talking to his wife and he says, This is real crystal. Put it, put it in your purse. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying laughing. And the lady and the stewardess is right behind him. Like she can clearly hear. Fill up, fill it up, please. <laughs> it makes you feel any better. I forgot my reading glasses. Also, when he's just saying horrible, 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 <laughs> that, that made me laugh now because of uh, us doing this show. So that was funny. Um, <laughs> I love the uh, the pizza guy constantly running over the statue. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I love that. <laughs> the Angels with Filthy Souls. Uh, yeah, movie is great. God. The funniest part in the whole movie to me, well, one of them, is when Harry and Marv go to the back door and they're talking to Kevin, like, we're not going to hurt you. (laughs) And then Kevin shoots Harry in nuts with that BB gun. Oh, yeah. I laugh every single time that happens. Like, I love the noise. That Joe Pesci makes. <laughs> my brother and I, my younger brother and I, when when we were both younger, would watch that together, and we probably rewound that scene a hundred times. Whenever we'd watch <laughs> it, we'd get to that part, and we'd just, as soon as he shot, and Joe Pesci made that noise, we would just crack up laughing. And then we would rewind it and watch it again <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> it got to a point where my dad had to tell us to stop. <laughs> he was like, watch the movie. <laughs> stop. Stop it. Also, Catherine O'Hara, the mom, she a MILF. <laughs> <laughs> Peter McAllister, you did good. 
<laughs> I'm like, damn, dude, Catherine Hero. Mm-hmm. What a babe. I think my favorite part out of the entire movie is the the church scene. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, with the the conversation between the uh, the yeah. neighbor and Kevin. Is his name Old Man Marley? That sounds right. Yeah. Not enough evidence to convict. <laughs> Buzz has that fucking classic line right at the beginning where he's like, uh, where he says to Kevin, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking, that's another classic line. <laughs> I mean, Buzz sucks, but that's great. But anyway, go ahead. with It is Old Man Marley, by the way. Oh, okay. I had to look it up. Yeah, no, that scene is very touching. It was a nice, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but but yeah, the, the, the conversation that they have with each other, it, um, I imagine, like, the dialogue on paper, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say. I get it, though, because that's, like, the only time in the movie up until that point where anything kind of heartwarming happens. Yeah, I, I think that's what I was trying to get at was it, it it's kind of like we get to calm down for a second. Yeah. And then and then we just amp right back. <laughs> the funny thing about that movie is, like, honestly, not a lot happens in that middle section. Like, yeah, no. It kind of is just, like, the day in the life of a kid. Like, everything that is monumental for him, like, going to the grocery store is just kind of, like, to me, it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, and, and it works because it, it is a kid, like, doing all of these things, and it's just adorable to see a kid do it. Right. And that gets you through that middle section where not a lot is happening, but... And I, it's funny because one of the first things that happens when he's home alone is he takes that sled and goes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a funny notion to, like, this is a ho- a major motion picture in Hollywood, and, like, you are there is a whole scene dedicated to just this kid and there's like not even really a lot of music it, there's music when he goes down the stairs but like up until that point him setting up and like getting ready to go down just kind of like i don't know it's weird it's like quiet and you're just kind of watching a kid play <laughs> you know what i mean and it's just yeah. kind of like it it should be really boring, but it is kind of uh it, it does kind of suck you in. So it does it does suck ya. Um <laughs> Come on, man, it's a Christmas episode. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Um <laughs> I'll bleep it. <laughs> it is kind of an enthralling saga to watch him just do these minor activities. So yeah, because he kind of goes through like this natural progression where he he discovers he's alone. So now he's going to like, all right, let me do all the things I want to do that I can't normally do because there's someone watching me. And then he just starts like. Yeah, slowly realizes that he <laughs> slowly, actually, has to, he actually has to take care of himself. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, he goes through that part where, okay, I got to start taking care of myself. And he does those things. He figures it out. And then he starts to miss his family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this movie's just good, man. I, I, 
I don't know why I've slept on it for so many years, but I I had such a good time watching it that it it I'm probably gonna put it in like my yearly Christmas movie rotation. Woo woo, home alone. Also, shout out to uh, John Candy. His part is amazing as well. The uh, Gus Polinski, the uh, yeah, the, po- the polka, the polka king of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about this movie too. Is it is kind of just like <laughs> if you're the first time watching this, you like have no idea what's gonna happen because <laughs> it's just like oh man, he's missing his family. They're in France. The mother's going back. The parents. Or the, the dad and the siblings, whatever, they're still gonna stay in France. Okay, watching this kid. Uh, there's a there's a polka king. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just burglars for no reason. Yeah, another uh, another um, favorite part of mine is when um, when Kevin's at the grocery store and he's at the checkout line, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I got a coupon for that." <laughs> I love when he's like. <laughs> When the cashier asks him where he lives, he's like, I can't tell you that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're a stranger. And then his bags rip on the way home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would really like, I would really like to know how he got his groceries the rest of the way home. It's a big plot hole. <laughs> he took a couple, he went home, <laughs> he walked back. <laughs> 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 he made a couple trips. His little yeah. hands couldn't hold them all. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah this, it, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Oh, man. Before we stop, another shout-out to... When Kevin orders the pizza for himself <laughs> and then pays the guy $12 for an $11 <laughs> and something sent pizza and then plays the movie and says keep the change you filthy animal (laughs) I was like god damn it Kevin (laughs) (laughs) and then they also like that's they foreshadow it earlier in the movie because he gets a good tip from uh, Kevin's mom and then he comes back to the same house and he's like nice tip jerk (laughs) Yeah, man. Home Alone. Home Alone 1. It's good. Home Alone 2. It's not good. I like Home Alone 2, but... Okay. It is is so wildly absurd. (laughs) Okay, here. Okay, Home Alone 2. Isolated on its own. Nothing wrong with it. Problem with Home Alone 2 is it's literally a carbon copy of the first one. Yeah. Just in New York. He's just in a different location. It, it it's like it follows the same the same beats. It's, everything's the same. It, it, instead of the weird neighbor, you got the weird pigeon lady. It everything is it's just. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't enjoy the movie while I was watching it because the whole time I'm like, huh, this is just like the first one. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say I think it's a bad movie, but for me, for Home Alone 2, it's it's going to go right back where it was. It, it's going to be that movie like, yeah, it's good, but I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'll just watch the first one. Home Alone 2 is weird because the same 
charming aspects that work in one don't necessarily work in two. Like when Kevin is kind of speaking like an adult and is like, he goes, he goes to like that Duncan's toy chest and he says, says something along the lines of like, this is one of the finer establishments I've seen in my life. Like it, if young Kevin says that, I'm like, oh, that kid's cute. But now Kevin's older, I'm like, what a fucking dork. <laughs> and I don't know what, I don't know why that is, but because he's not so small anymore, I just think that, I don't know, it comes off kind of uh, pretentious this time, and I don't know why. Yeah, I will say the one thing that, that Home Alone 2 has going for is it's a lot more Christmassy. That's true. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more, you know, holiday cheer going around <laughs> in the mean streets in New York. Fucking Kevin's like, Kevin says, my family's in Florida and I'm in New York. Then this motherfucker goes wild. <laughs> okay, so he besides this movie basically being a reskin of the first one, really my biggest issue with this is how the fuck does he know how to navigate the the streets of New York? How does he know where to go? He knows how to read maps. He didn't pull out a map not one time that entire movie. He did, though. He pulled it out when he was outside Duncan's storage chest. He had a little magnifying glass. He's, like, looking at it. Come I on, I mean, you're, man. Not, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but... He... <laughs> he didn't get lost one time. And they... <laughs> And they make it like a point, like they say it a lot, like towards the end. They're like, oh, you're looking for a needle in a haystack. Your kid's lost in the biggest city in the world. This motherfucker knew exactly where he was going. <laughs> like he had a fucking photo, photographic memory or something after he looked at the map the one time. It's funny because he was already in New York when that happened, when he looked at the map. So like my argument is, inva- is valid, invalid anyway. It was funny is it, it didn't hit me until like the end of the movie. I'm just sitting, I'm like, wait a minute. How the fuck did he know where he was going? <laughs> like he knew he, he knew how to find his uncle's house. How? <laughs> I mean to be fair, he did pull out that address book. So like you know? Okay. And that was after the map, so maybe he was like, Alright, I need to figure out where my uncle lives. Also, I'm not even defending it. I'm just saying that, like, the movie logic is definitely, like, (laughs) they were like, we got to throw in him looking at a map (laughs) so they know he isn't lost. Yeah. That is funny because I never thought about that, that he's not actually lost in New York. He he wasn't lost not one time. He was lost... When he How got the ki- fuck did he get on the roof of the Twin Towers? I was th- I said that out loud <laughs> <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> and then my girlfriend made fun of me. <laughs> How do you get up there? Isn't it weird seeing the Twin Towers in movies? Yeah, anytime you see it, it's just... Yeah. Okay, so let me let me not shit on it anymore. I did love Tim Curry. Tim obviously. Curry fucking rules in that movie. Tim Curry rules in everything. I was thinking that too. And then I looked up his filmography and it's like not <laughs> really as diverse. Like, none of the movies scream like award winning performances. It's just like it 
<laughs> fucking Clue, Home Alone 2, and, and Rocky Horror Picture Show. And everything else is just kind of like, you know, little mid-tier movies. But he yeah, did pretty, he did like spend a lot of time on Broadway and like... Uh, yeah. So, whatever. I liked him in Scream too. Was he in Scream? Yeah, he was the uh, professor in Scream 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scream 2, Tim. Tim Kerr. Tim Kerr. <laughs> yep, there he is. Little Tim Curry. Wait, wait. He's in Scary Movie 2. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I was like, what? Whoopsies. Whoopsies. Uh. All right, cool. Yeah, Tim Curry's great. He uh <laughs> the the best parts of Home Alone 2 are again the beginning with the family. Yeah. I do laugh a lot at all the the dumb little prank. Like the angels with even filthier souls bit is still funny. Um you was here last night too, wasn't you? Uh, yeah, that that's one of the few things that was like, okay, this is from the first one, but it worked. Get on your knees and tell and me. Tell you me love you love me. me. I love I love you. I love when he's going over the list of names and they show that security guard and he has the <laughs> name tag with glyph on it. Yeah. it. It's a lie. So good. You know what though? So Kevin in the first one starts out as a little shit and then you like over the course of the movie, you know, he kind of mature. He matures and uh, becomes the little burglar, burglar busting kid that we all love. And in part two, they try to do the same thing at the beginning where he's a little shit. But I'm like, he's totally justified here. Buzz completely humiliated him in front, in front of probably his whole entire school. And, uh, you know, all the parents. And he he just, he decked Buzz. It's not Kevin's fault that all those other kids fell down. They just, <laughs> they don't have good balance. They're just collateral damage. And I, he probably should have apologized to the, the pianist, the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, maybe. But the parents were like, Kevin, don't you have anything to say? I was like, what? For what? <laughs> Buzz sucks. I like the end when they discover the presents. And then Buzz is like, oh, it's only right that Kevin opens the first gift. And then three seconds later, he's like, all right, enough with all this mushy crap. Everybody dig it. Yeah. That's like, the only and Kevin still hasn't opened the gift. It's the only time in two movies that... Uh... <laughs> Buzz has been genuinely good. <laughs> like, has been a genuinely good brother to Kevin. Even then, though, he like throws the gift to Kevin. Yeah, he, he's just like, yeah, you little shit. Here you go. I love in Home Alone two when Marv, when they catch <laughs> when they catch Kevin coming out of the uh, the hotel and they're walking, and you just hear Marv say. Or Harry. Harry say, uh, I got a gun in my pocket. I'm gonna shoot. Like, this kid has caused them so much trouble that he's, I will fucking murder you, kid. 
they did get to that point by the end of the movie. Where they're like, all right, I'm just gonna fucking murder this kid. Yeah, and, and Marv was like, shoot him, shoot him, <laughs> shoot the ten year old kid. To be fair, Kevin did fuck them up in this one. Yeah, <laughs> like he really. Like he went above and beyond. <laughs> what, what what was your favorite uh what was your favorite house? What am I trying to say? What what was your favorite battle plan implemented? Oh man. Uh probably the nail gun in the door. <laughs> was that a state it was no, it was a staple gun, but yeah, probably the staple gun in the door. <laughs> to uh Marv. Yeah. He gets his butt. Yeah, he gets his butt. Gets <laughs> then his... he gets his forehead. <laughs> The uh the bricks right at the beginning too. Marv just keeps getting hit. <laughs> How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> Eight. Uh, <laughs> Eight. Uh, what's another one? Um, I think my favorite one is uh the tool chest coming down the stairs. I was gonna say that's the only one I didn't care for because it just seemed silly. Yeah, it's to- it, it's an, it, it makes no it makes absolutely no sense, but I still love it because <laughs> I love that they're both pressed against the door. What's that? Coming down the stairs. Yeah, that one just gets me every time. I, I like um, when they're chasing him up the stairs and they stop and they're like, wait. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're pretending. Yeah, <laughs> that motherfucker lived it up. <laughs> motherfucker, Kevin, the strongest ten-year-old kid you ever met in your whole life. Yeah, lifts <laughs> up like a fifty-pound bar. <laughs> and then he cuts the rope. That's the worst part. Is he cuts the rope? Or the the strings attached to it, and then it just falls on him again. Yeah, actually, probably my favorite is when uh, Marv gets electrocuted using the sink, just because I think that's so ridiculous. Also, they said the house is being renovated. What the hell kind of renovation is going on there? Because it just seems like they're tearing everything out completely. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know what they say about house renovations. <laughs> you're gonna uh, you're gonna find more than you. You intended to. <laughs> they had to tear that motherfucker down. <laughs> I love the uh the part where uh Marv's the tall one, right? Yeah. <laughs> when Marv is getting electrocuted. Yeah, it goes to the, the sink. <laughs> Cause I thought it was so silly. <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah, I love the screams just keep amping up. <laughs> yeah, because then you see Kevin like turning it up. <laughs> uh, uh. And then just that high pitched sort of squeal. <laughs> There's like a meme where it's like, what does it say? It's like when that when that pussy real good and it shows that scene where he's like, ah, ah. like God damn it! How dare you do this? I mean, that's funny. Also, Kevin is kind of a dick in this movie. When he first sees that pigeon lady, he openly says, Sick. <laughs> <laughs> you could have said that to yourself. 
<laughs> I think that's just a normal kid reaction. <laughs> you, know, you could have said that to yourself, man. You didn't say it out loud. <laughs> no, I like it the uh, the second time he meets her, and he's just screaming in her face, and then he just abruptly stops, and he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's some other good parts of that movie. Harry and Marv are the MVPs of Home Alone 2. Yeah, they, they certainly are. I love... <laughs> I love how Marv just can't keep his mouth shut and he tells Kevin <laughs> all of their plans. And then when they get busted at the end, he starts telling the cops everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, and remember, when you put it in the paper, we're no longer the wet bandits. We're the sticky, we're the sticky bandits. T I I <laughs> Yeah. That part they're so good in that movie. I love when yeah. Marv is just stealing hats and scarves <laughs> and gloves from children. That's just so funny <laughs> to me. Also, that babe that they keep running into, and then Kevin pinches her butt, and when she turns around, he's like, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> she just straight up decks him. It's awesome. Yeah. Also, she doesn't, she doesn't even have a single line of dialogue. She just says, hmm. Yeah. She's walking away, yeah. Her eyes are, like, so expressive, though. It's awesome. What else about Home Alone 2 is good? I love the scene where they get to Florida, and they're passing the bag along. Mm-hmm. And he gets down to Fuller. He's just, Kevin's not here. <laughs> what? <laughs> also, Catherine O'Hara, she got that terrible 90s mom hair. But she's still a babe. <laughs> you know what? I will say, though, about Home Alone 2, they they openly say that Kevin's 10 years old. Do they? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't remember that part. When Oh, Rob Schneider, also MVP of uh, Home Alone 2. He's great. He asks Kevin if he knows how to work the TV, and Kevin says, I'm 10 years old. TV's my life. But then he was eight in Home Alone 1, and when the parents are being questioned by the uh, the police in Florida... They say, this happened last year. He got left at home last year. Like, how do, how do you grow two years in one year? I don't understand what's going on. I need answers. Fucking John Hughes. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Home Alone 3 is a, is a different kid, right? Totally different kid. But is it like the same type of story? So... It revolves around a kid. It's I think it's actually the kid from uh, Liar Liar, that Jim Carrey movie. Oh, okay. He has chicken pox and has to stay home. He gets this RC car from his dad or something, and it ends up having like this government computer chip in it, and these like burglars, these like thieves come and try to steal the car, and then you know hijinks ensue. And uh, it, it is kind of the same thing, but with a different kid. I, I was reading originally that Home Alone 3 was... <laughs> Home Alone 2 and 3, because John Hughes did write Home Alone 3. Home Alone 3, 2 and 3 were originally intended to be filmed back-to-back, which is a wild world to live in to think that originally Home Alone 3 was going to be... Like, not only... <laughs> Home Alone was such a successful franchise that they were willing... To film these two movies back to back is so wild to me. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, he said no. 
Actually, I guess originally he only said yes to Home Alone 2 because maybe not even him. I think his dad. His dad forced the studio to cast him in a movie called The Good Son, which was an R-rated movie. So he didn't want Kevin to get typecast, which happened anyway because Macaulay Culkin didn't really do anything after. (laughs) (laughs) He did like Party Monster. and uh, Good Son is a good movie, though. I mean, it's fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> but it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, so Home Alone 3 is not good, though. Although it does have Scarlett Johansson in it when she's like 11 years old, which I didn't even realize until after I watched these two movies and was researching Home Alone and found that out. Like, oh, I didn't even know that. That's weird. Yeah, Home Alone 3 is not good. And then all the other ones are also awful. They're all worse. <laughs> Each one gets worse than the last one. And I've only seen like 10 minutes of maybe five minutes of each one after <laughs> my, my view time of each one gets progressively shorter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I watched all of three and then I watched 10 minutes of four and then like five minutes of five and then like one minute of the next one. I'm like, I didn't. And then I didn't even watch the one They Disney plus came out with one called home sweet home alone or something. And I didn't watch that one. Cause, Cause why? I mean, the name in itself <laughs> sounds awful. What they need to do is bring back the original cast and just have them when they're old. <laughs> I want to see a 36-year-old Kevin McAllister. Didn't they do that for that one show? What's that show? I think Netflix did it. Uh, Full House. Didn't they do a... Yeah. Except Full House is terrible. Yeah, Full House sucks. I I actually did watch the first episode of Fuller House, and uh, it was... (laughs) That show was so weird. That episode was so weird because DJ had a boyfriend in the original series, and I don't remember his name for the life of me. But they weren't together, apparently. Oh, yeah, because they broke up in the original series, I think. But he, he was, like, talking to her, like, hey, why don't you take me back, huh? I could be your, I could be your guy. I could be your boyfriend, huh? Mm-hmm. You want, please, <laughs> please be my boy. Please be my girlfriend. At least I should get a boyfriend. <laughs> Shut up, creepy asshole. <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about Home Alone one and two. So Home Alone one, it is good. It is good. Home Alone two. I think it is good, uh, sort of. I, yeah, I think it's good kind of by default because there's too many good things in it, too many good parts for me to think it's a bad movie, but I think it's going to just, it's going to be one of those ones where it's like, if I catch it on TV, which I don't have you know, regular cable, so the chances of that are like never. Right. <laughs> so I'll probably, you know, I won't watch this for a while, but. Home Alone 1 will probably definitely be in my holiday rotation. How's it forward? How's it stack up against the other Christmas favorites? Hmm. Well, it's certainly not bumping the Grinch or Elf. Uh. Wait. Does your shirt say North Pole? North. Yeah, North Pole University. 
can't believe it took me an hour into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm in my, my I'm a I'm in my Christmas PJs. Damn. Did you put your Christmas tree up yet? I did not. I don't ever put up a Christmas tree. You should put one up this year. I have a a very tiny Christmas tree. I bought it one year the year I moved into this house. I bought a very tiny Christmas tree and said that I was going to put it up on like my side table mm-hmm. in my living room. And I did it the one year, and then I never did it again. So maybe I'll do it this year. Yeah, you should do it this year. Get in, get in the spirit. My girlfriend's living room is all decorated. She has her tree up, so. You did know? You, help her, you helped her put the tree up? I did not. <sighs> but I benefited. <laughs> I benefited <laughs> from her and her son putting it up. yeah man you gotta put the christmas decorations up man i'm not a decorations guy just i mean i love decorations and even as a kid i loved decorating but now i'm just just a bitter old man (laughs) and i hate christmas i'm i'm (laughs) You're the Grinch in the flesh. <laughs> I am a mean one. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I love decorating. I love it. Let's see. Is Home Alone in my top Christmas movies? I gotta look up. Let me see. There's some other, like, classic Christmas movies that I've never seen. Oh, yeah? Like what? It's a Wonderful Life? That, National Lampoon's, whatever Holiday, whatever that is. Uh, a Christmas Story. Wait, you never seen that? Nope. Oh my god, why do we do this podcast on Home Alone 1 2? It's just... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> There's a growing consensus that that I see on the internet that says that Christmas Story is not a good movie. And to anyone who thinks that, I say, you are totally wrong. You need to get your head looked at, okay? Because it is by far the best Christmas movie ever made. Do you consider Die Hard to be a Christmas movie? Yes. Never seen it. Damn, Die Hard is so good. I do I do want to watch it, though. Die Hard, Die Hard 1 is... Absolutely amazing. I really like Christmas with the Cranks. Is that the Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito one? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, which one is that? That's uh, Tim Allen. Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, yeah, it's got Dan Aykroyd, Jimmy Lee Curtis. I do remember this one. I haven't. I've never watched Polar Express beginning to end, but I've I've seen it. I do not like. <laughs> I do not like Polar Express. That one. Why do they got Batman Returns under Christmas movies? It takes place during Christmas. Oh fuck me then. It uh, the same thing with Die Hard. <laughs> Mall <it> Cop. Takes... <laughs> Wait, Paul Blart. Yeah. <laughs> what? Christmas man. Paul Blart. Christmas Twister. Wait, Paul Blart one? Yeah. Wow. It's a Christmas movie. 
Let's see what else. Um, Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, the original one is really good. Gremlins is a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas. You know, you know it's not a Christmas movie? What? About to take you back to episode three. Toy Story. Yeah, it's not Toy, a Christmas movie. Toy Story's not a Christmas movie. It's got that one scene right at the end. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I was thinking of Deck the Halls with Matthew Broderick and uh, Danny DeVito. The night before the Seth Rogen uh, comedy, that's an okay one. Oh, man. Claws on Netflix is an animated uh, movie about the history of Santa Claus. Mm. That one is so good. I have to check it out. Um, let's see. You know, there there are very few actual movies that like I I get into around Christmas time. I like I still go back to the classic cartoons. Yeah, the the Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas, Frosty the Snowman, Year Without Santa Claus. Yeah, what are, what are some of your favorite uh, was that Ranklin and Bass uh stop motion movies? Rankin, sorry, Rankin and Bass Christmas movies. Stuff like uh Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh yeah, definitely that one. Uh Rudolph's Red Nosed Reindeer, Frosty Snowman, uh Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. The Year Without a Santa Claus. Yeah. The the worst one to me is Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't really care for that one. Jack Frost. Yeah, that one's okay. Um, the, the stingiest man in town. The the main ones though, Rudolph, Frosty, and Santa Claus is coming to town. Those are classics. I am a Frosty the Snowman stan. Frosty, Frosty Snowman's good. Have you ever seen that SNL skit with uh, Fred Armisen and Bill Hader, where they play like two, uh, like what are they? They're like hotel valet drivers, and <laughs> it takes place during Christmas, and they're talking to uh, little children about like different uh, Christmas movies and stuff. And what at one point they're talking about Frosty the Snowman. And like Fred, Fred Armisen always breaks character. Like, I'm a, I'd say about half the time he breaks character. And so he's talking about Frosty. He's like, um, and Bill Hader breaks all the time too. He's like, to make a big ball, <laughs> just start breaking character. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good uh piece of Christmas content too. Um. Uh, Fred Armisen, Bill Bill Hader, uh, SNL. I don't even think that like actually sh- was shown on the episode. But Year Without Santa Claus, that one's great. Yeah, Frosty Snowman, classic. Yeah, all of those man, love them. Charlie Brown Christmas, classic. Last Holiday with Queen Queen Latifah. I never seen um, it, but no, uh, I never seen that. There's a new movie coming out called, what is it called? Um, 
Christmas movies, 2022. Violent Night with uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things. And he plays Santa Claus. And <laughs> it's basically an action movie because he goes and like beats up these burglars or these like armed robbers. It looks good though. Oh, yeah, I forgot that they made a sequel to Christmas Story. Well, they already had made a sequel, but they made another sequel with the original cast. Yeah, Home Alone is up there for me. It probably goes Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, and then Home Alone. Those are like the three I watch most consistently. I think I would probably put Home Alone at three as well. Uh, oh yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a Christmas movie. Never seen that one either. Damn. Damn, I gotta, I gotta start watching some shit. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Oh yeah, Bad Santa is a good one. <sighs> I love any version of the A Christmas Carol. I'm all about it. Yeah, I am very partial to the uh, Mickey Mouse, <laughs> the Disney. A version of <laughs> Christmas Carol, or uh, yeah, Christmas Carol, because I just, I just love that they made Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> they invented the character Scrooge McDuck <laughs> to be him. Apparently, Iron Man three takes place during Christmas. <laughs> Man, if you don't get your motherfucking MCU ass out of here, oh yeah, Castaway takes place <laughs> during Christmas too. Castaway is not a Christmas movie. They make one scene in the movie take place on Christmas just to, you know. See, like, there's a there's a definite, definite definition of what a Christmas movie is. It has to be about Christmas. Yeah. Or it has to take place during Christmas for a majority of the movie. Right. And, like, also, maybe Iron Man 3 applies to that. But I don't count Iron Man 3 as <laughs> a Christmas movie. That's just, a, that's the one exception to those two rules. Like, yeah, Toy Story, not a Christmas movie. Castaway, not a Christmas movie. Now, the exception to a lot of that is Nightmare Before Christmas. But it's also got Christmas in the title. So it is a Christmas movie. But it's also a Halloween movie. Although, to be Go. fair, the whole plot of that movie, it takes place immediately after Halloween. So, it is a Christmas movie. <sighs> well, it is getting pretty late. Well, yeah. How do you feel now that you've watched both Home Alones? It's weird because I think part of me is like, damn, I've been missing out for a long time. <laughs> but then... I'm sort of grateful for it because, you know, it, it, it came at the perfect time, man. You know, when I needed, needed a little kick in the ass to get in the holiday spirit. Yeah, because like you said, you wouldn't have even watched it. If... I wouldn't have. I probably would have, you know, lived a good 60, 70 more years and died and never watched Home Alone ever again. <laughs> and I would have died happy. But... I'll probably definitely watch it again before Christmas. I'll probably watch it on Christmas. 
I, I found out the other day at work that um, I have another week of vacation Damn. to use before the end of the year. So how it works is um, when you're there for three years, then you get two weeks of vacation as opposed to one. I started in December. So what they do is it, whenever you whenever you're in a year where you get an extra week of vacation, once you hit that anniversary date, that now becomes available for the year. So coming into 2022, I had a week's worth of vacation. I used that already. But now my anniversary is getting ready to come up and I'll get that second week for 2022 and then January 1st, it'll reset, and I'll have two more weeks. Holy moly. So I'm going to have the week off leading up to Christmas. Nice. So I'm excited. That is. So I'll just, yeah. That is exciting. Yep. Going to be gonna, home with the family watching Christmas movies. Yep. I'm, I'm going to, uh, yeah, me and Leia are going to watch all those classic Christmas cartoons. Great. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good old jolly time. <laughs> nice. So why don't we uh why don't we end with this? What's your favorite Christmas present of all time? Honestly, probably GameCube. I uh I had a plan with my two brothers, my younger brother and my immediate older brother. We all, you know, tag teamed. We we came up with a collective list. It was, hey, all three of us want a GameCube. We all want to own this GameCube. And we got it. And each of us got a game for it. I got Tony Hawk 3. My younger brother got Pikmin. And my older brother got Super Smash Bros. Melee. So it was like the perfect... We had like all kind of fronts covered. We had the two multiplayer games that you could play by yourself but then we also had the kind of adventure game that you could play by yourself as well yeah that's probably my favorite gift that i've ever gotten or um i got a game boy color with pokemon yellow that was really really good nice what about you um it's hard to say the one that's jumping out to me now is when Sticking with Nintendo just like you and me and my sister got a Nintendo DS for Christmas. It's funny because it's kind of a similar story because we we both got the DS like together, but then we both got our own game for it. That's cool. Yeah, so I got uh, Mario Kart DS and she got uh, Mario 64 DS. Wow, yeah, and you never played, or you had played Mario 64 DS, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you and had, I had never... played it, and I had played it on the sixty four as well. Right. Okay. I was thinking of somebody else. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Now, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about your worst Christmas present. <laughs> Damn. I don't know if I've ever had any stinkers. I've only had one. Uh, it was it was a stinker though. Okay, I got one, and it, it wasn't a bad gift, but it came from a person who turned out to be a bad person, and then it, it was also like a novelty thing that was like, oh, this is cool, but I'll never use it, so I'll just tell the story real quick. Um, Well, I won't tell the story. I'll just tell you what it is. 
it was um I don't know what it's called, but you know, like when people like get a glass bottle and they pour their alcohol in that instead of keeping it in the bottle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one of those, and it had Darth Vader's face like etched into the glass, and then it came with two cups that had stormtroopers etched into the glass. Right. And it was like, oh, this is cool, but um, whatever. I'm I'm never gonna use it. <laughs> That's funny. Mine, so, yeah. <laughs> mine was WCW Mayhem for the Nintendo 64. Uh, <laughs> so, why? So, for weeks leading up, months leading up to Christmas, I was asking for WrestleMania 2000 for the Nintendo 64, which is like all time classic wrestling video game. Um, I, like, cut out pictures of what the box art was, put it on my list, (laughs) gave it to my parents, was like, hey, I want this. Wake up Christmas morning, I get a box that's, like, you know, the size of a Nintendo 64 box. I, like, shake it. I open it. I, like, discreetly opened a corner of it. And it said N64 Sports on it. I'm like, fuck, yes. Open it. This big picture of Bill Goldberg just stares back at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at it, mouth open, just in disappointment. And the funniest part is my dad asked when I opened it. He said, "Uh, you like that? And I'm like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I like it. To be fair, though, <laughs> my brother and I played it a lot, and like, I made the best of it, so it was nice. fine. Um, <laughs> all right, man. That's let's. I didn't mean to also end us on a downer note, so we got to end on a positive note. Um, all right. It's a, you know, it's Christmas time. It's time to be with your family and your loved ones. It's time to uh. Wish cheer to those who, uh, you know, who are in your life and who you, who you care about. So, uh, I guess Travis, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say thank you for, uh, you know, making me do this this year and, uh, Merry Christmas to you, bud. And also th- thank you Aww. to everyone who listened to this cause nobody ever had to. <laughs> And uh, there's people that consistently do it all the time. So, you know, thank you for doing that. And Merry Christmas to every one of you. Oh, man. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. And again, you know, same same to you, man. Thanks for, for going on this journey with me and, and doing this podcast. And yeah, man, this, this podcast has got me through some times this year. It's got me through some stuff. <laughs> Tough time, daddy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. I hope it's everything you want it to be. I hope you get to spend it with all your loved ones. And I hope you, and I hope you all get a lump of coal. <laughs> I hope you get the GameCube of Christmas presents instead of the WCW mayhem of presents. <laughs> Man, if somebody gets you a GameCube for Christmas... That's a good gift because them things are expensive now. <laughs> yeah, you better show some love. You better show some love for the Gomcube. Yeah. 
right, guys. Well, again, Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode. And if you did, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at NerdsCollidePod. We're also on TikTok now as well, but, you know. Yeah, man. Tell us what tell us what you like about Home Alone 1 or 2. Tell us what your favorite Christmas movies are, your favorite gifts, your least favorite gifts. Tell us Merry Christmas because we yeah. told you, okay? Do it. God, God damn it. <laughs> I shouldn't use the Lord's name in vain. During, Come on, uh, man. <laughs> during the Christmas season, it's I guess. Birthday month. For God. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, for God's sake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and just remember, guys, the term nerd is rated E for everyone. To find your passion, embrace it, and be the nerd you are. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. And I guess we could say in a happy new year, because next time we'll see you, it'll be next oh, yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen That's you true. since last year. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right, guys. <laughs>